Hey there everyone and welcome to Sunflower Days and Co. podcast. Today I am doing a YouTube live at the same time of doing our podcast through anchor.fm. Now today I'm going to talk about something that we just went through um, a week ago on, actually a week ago I think today or tomorrow. Um, I lost my emotional support animal. Uh, we had to put her down and it was one of the hardest things like I've ever had to sit through. And I know that everything has happened for a reason, but I wanted to just hop on here and kind of talk to you guys about what she had and why it's so important that I get this message out to you guys is it could save your pet's life. Now, I will tell you she had pyrometra, which um, for her age, she was four years old and she had many heat cycles. And because she was not a spade and did not have puppies, it caused her hormones and her uterus to kind of get this infection where she had pus buildup. And it started to take over her body. Now, our dog, we adopted her three years ago from an animal shelter, and they put us on a wait list for a long, long time. And they told us, okay, you know, we don't have a doctor right now. We're in between doctors. Um, We'll put you on a wait list to be, you know, for her to be spayed. Well, it's been three years since we adopted her. For the first year, I think I called at least once every couple of weeks and then turned into once a month. To where I like gave up after like 10 months to a year. I just kind of said I can't keep calling them, you know. And I started looking around at like different vets and stuff like that. And we were going get to get her spayed on our own. We kept having financial hardships and things like happenings. And so much happened within the three years that we had her that we never got her spayed. Um, we didn't get her microchip like we were supposed to through the animal shelter. So when we had to put her down, I was pretty angry at them, pretty angry at myself. And I've given myself a few days to kind of process things before I started doing my podcast. Um, I started multiple podcasts on Anchor and that was just, you know, it was, it was hard for me to sit down and kind of like pinpoint all the most important things to talk about. Because I will, if I'm on live video and not on the podcast, I can kind of ramble on and on. And get disassociated, forget what I'm talking about. But we put her down because it got worse. Like, she just couldn't control her bowel movements. She had thrown up a couple times as well. And so... The, the day that we had decided we were going to put her down, we did it for the latest time in the afternoon that we could. And when we first adopted her, we had taken her to Five Guys, and we took her everywhere. Five Guys, Petco, and we spoiled her and got her all kinds of matching pink harness and leash and stuff because that was the first dog I ever adopted. Putting her down was really hard. Now that she's, like, really gone, it's... Um, it's strange because I swear I heard her last night do something 
even though I know it's not her. But when we put her down, we decided to take her to the same uh, Five Guys. And we got her a cheeseburger, and we got her, uh, let her have a couple french fries, and we just tried to, you know, spoil her a little bit, and, you know, just let her enjoy her last day. And we we did the best that we could for her. Um, the surgery for Pyrometra is pretty expensive. Basically, they, it's not just, you know, you don't just get them a spade. You pretty much, they have to go in, they have to keep them for a few days, it's it's more than like it's like one thousand five hundred dollars. It's like you could buy you know a car with that. You know you could use that for you know other bills and things. But we were looking into doing um, the care credit, which the care credit you can apply for a certain amount, and they give you like two years to pay it off. They let you kind of set your time frame to pay it back. Longer you take to pay it off, smaller your payments are. The more interest you pay, that type of situation. Um, we, we took her into the vet Tuesday. I'm we, I mean me. <laughs> I took her into the vet Tuesday. That's when we found out we had to treat her for pyrometra. And when we first adopted her, we found out she had heartworms. And the doctor was like, you know, the heartworms, you know, aren't bad right now. They're treatable. So we had been considering treatment for the last couple of years for her and figuring everything out. And uh, we just, we decided that instead of, the, the option they gave us was basically to inject her with poison. We didn't know, I we didn't know any other, we didn't, <laughs> we were very ignorant dog owners in the beginning of all of this. We had no idea that, you know, there are other ways to remedy heartworms. There's, you know, like a medication you can give them to kind of help regulate it. And, um, there's natural remedies and things that you can try to do, just like there is for pyrometra. But we didn't catch that soon enough. Um, we just knew she was in heat. We knew that she was not feeling well. We knew that she was started like she started like to start looking really different. Um, Saturday or Sunday before, I know Saturday we had a busy day. We had birthday parties and things we were trying we were trying to go to and for other family here and trying to make sure that I held up my end of the bargain with certain things. <clears throat> And then Monday, I was like, okay, I got to call the vet. And something came up then. But when I called Tuesday, they got me in that day. And um, if we would have gotten her in sooner and gotten this figured out, she might still be here. But she might not. Because the surgery does not guarantee that they will survive. No vet will ever guarantee you that your dog is going to have surgery and survive. That is one thing for sure. Whereas with, you know, humans are like, oh, it's, it's not, not a very invasive surgery. It's, you know, it's, you're in and out in like a day. This is a surgery where you're, they're out like for three hours. They go in, they remove the uterus and the, the ovaries and stuff. And then they keep them to monitor them to make sure that the infection doesn't come back for like a week. At least... Here, that is what they do. I'm in Mississippi. 
a very dry throat today. Also, why I haven't been on here is that I have not been able to sit down and, and really talk about a lot of this without having my moments of breaking down just a little bit, which is pretty normal when you're grieving the loss of something that was that close to you. And it's okay to grieve in your own way. Like, I would I would be okay when we went out and we did things and, you know, we saw something that reminded me of her. I was fine. And then, like, I would get home and it would just be me and my husband and I would just, like, he's the one that knew what was going on with me, like, the whole time and knew my mental health was not in the best state after losing her. Um, and that was the only place I felt safe enough to really let my guard down, get upset, to cry, and stuff like that. And I feel this time around losing a pet, I was more emotionally stable than I've been in the past. Because I've I've lost two or three animals. And the other two out of those three were some of the hardest ones for me to lose. And they weren't weren't necessarily my own animals. They were like other people's animals that I, you know, pets that I had kind of just kind of clung to because they had been part of my life for so long. Um, And everyone grieves differently, so don't feel like I'm not grieving the right way. I kept saying that to my husband. I kept saying, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, that upset about losing her. I don't feel like I'm I'm crying enough. I don't feel like this or the other. And I was just feeling the way I was feeling because I was busy, I guess. I when when you slow down and you think about certain things, I think is when it really starts to hit you and affect you. And staying busy enough to where I'm not overextending myself has helped. Just, you know, Doing things that, you know, I wouldn't have done if I was busy taking care of a sick dog who was peeing all over my carpets or, you know, pooping all over my carpets and having to clean clean up after that. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to get a lot of this stuff done right now. Um, one thing I will say, I did have regrets. Uh, n- not necessarily about putting her down, but regrets about, you know, and that may come off really harsh or really, really bad. Like I didn't, like I didn't love my animal, loved her to death. She was my emotional support animal. When they started to sedate her with the euthanization, I knew we made the right choice. I'm talking about the month before Like, she started kind of acting really, you know, stubborn and not listening, and I think she was trying to tell me something, but I also knew she was in heat, and there was this white dog running around my neighborhood who I'm sure was trying to get it on with her, and I was just like, I I just yelled at her, I feel like I yelled at her so much, and I just, I felt bad because I wish I would have seen more of the signs of like she didn't feel good maybe that was you know it's like the maybe factor of like that could have been something else um but at the end of the day you know she's not suffering anymore you could tell she was in so much pain um the pyrometra can really make a lot of other parts of their body really shut down really quickly um 
there are other support groups. Like, if you go on Facebook, there's lots of support groups on there for that. And, um, you can kind of ask questions and learn more about it. But definitely get, if you have female dogs especially, get them spayed for, you know, especially older they get. Like, I think past, like, two years is, like, when they should really be spayed because my dog was four years and four months when we put her down. That seems pretty young to have to put a, put a pet down um, for something like this. But if we would have had her spayed a lot sooner, this could have been prevented. But, you know, we had to kind of learn a lesson the, a very hard way. Um, if anybody has any questions about anything that I have mentioned... Uh, please feel free to comment or if you're on the Anchor Podcast, send a voice message to ask me questions. Um, we we do have another dog. Her name's Coco. She's more of an outside dog. Millie was more inside, but they always had to have that separation from each other. Like, very, very much so. Because Coco's a puppy. She's, like... Like, under a year. Oh, I just flung water on my neck. Nice. Um. I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to keep Coco or if we're going to rehome her. I don't know if anyone on here knows that somebody abandoned her in our neighborhood and... She came running up to my mom one day, and my mom's like, you know, telling me, Nicole, there's a dog outside, (laughs) there's a puppy. I'm like, okay. She was this little tiny thing, probably about, like, this big, and now she is, like, almost the size of the dog that we just put down. Like, weight-wise. She is so heavy. But I'm not sure if I'm going to keep her or find her a new home. I have a friend who has a big piece of property who I can take her up there and she can hang out with her other dogs. I just don't want... I I don't want Coco to get lonely. I don't want her to get depressed because right now she's kind of there, but she still has that scent of Millie in the backyard where she is most of the time. There's certain spots where, you know, they still smell like her or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I... Since cleaned the carpets, got as much as I can um, out of the carpets, but I got to do it one more time because there's been so much foot traffic. Um, thank you for watching and thank you for listening. If you listen to the Anchor podcast later on, you'll see that uh, this is kind of like hand in hand, but. I wanted to kind of make my live streams and my podcast kind of like together. Um, The podcast for this will go up probably in two to three weeks. Um, And the live stream will just get saved automatically. So if you follow me on YouTube, you will see podcast content a lot sooner than you will on the podcast or on Spotify. Or Apple Podcasts, whatever you use for your streaming service. And, um, I'm going to try, I'm going to get back on my Instagram today. I took a break from Instagram. I stayed on my Facebook so people could message me. 
but I haven't posted on Instagram in about a week, but I will be back on very, very soon, but thank you all for listening. I am Nicole with Sunflower Days and Co. Podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye.